What's going on, everyone? Uh, coming to you live again here from Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania. It's our fifth episode of Podcast 724, and uh, we're very excited for a special edition tonight. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be a brief recap of every Super Bowl over the last 21 years, and which is always fun to look back on. As per usual, I'm honored to have my go-to guest, Cody, with me from out there in California. Uh, what's going on in the Bay Area out there, Cody? I don't know. I, I, you know, everything I keep hearing about every single day out here is Deshaun Watson coming to the 49ers. Is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? Well, for a while it was Matthew Stafford, but we saw he went to the Rams. So now it's uh, who's going to come play with Steph Curry? Uh, all these rumors I keep hearing, and it's just like, look, none, none of this stuff's going to happen. So uh, I'm excited to talk about the Super Bowl. And, and uh, well, for me, I'm doing baseball every day, but it's nice to do something other than baseball. So I always look forward to this. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, all fun stuff. Obviously, a ton of trade rumors. That'd be sweet if Watson came out there. Wherever he goes uh, is going to be such a splash. Him and uh, J.J. Watt uh, seem like they're both leaving. Uh, so we'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, yeah, get right into it. Uh, for tonight, for uh, repping the Terrell Davis jersey, one of my favorites uh, for such a special occasion. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, but th- without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Uh I'm going to start you off with a little warm-up before we jump to – we'll begin with the 1999 Super Bowl. Uh, But I want you to rally off some Super Bowl winners for our audience out there. I'll start you off. 1990 Super Bowl winner, New York Giants. 91 Super Bowl winner, uh, Washington Redskins at the time, Washington football team now. 1993 winner on you, Cody. That was the Cowboys, wasn't it? Yep. 94 was the the Niners. 95 was the – no, 94 or Cowboys again. Oh, they went back to it. Then it was the Niners. Yep. yep. Then, Niners. It was, then it was Then it was. the uh, Cowboys again. That was, yep. Over the Steelers. Yep. The Packers with Brett Favre. Okay. Favre, Desmond Howard right. with the return in that game. Yep. Super, Super Bowl MVP, Desmond Howard. Don't you forget it. Heisman Trophy Ooh. winner from Michigan. Of course. Uh, so, the next year after that would have been back to back years would have been the Broncos. Broncos beat Brett Favre in that pack. Yep, not, that was the '97 champs. Broncos '98 champs. They beat the Bron- Broncos. They beat, yep. they beat Chris Chandler yep. and the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl. That's right. That was the uh, Dirty Bird, right? Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson. Yeah, the Dirty Bird from that. I will say this real quick about your TD jersey, uh, Terrell Davis. Great running back. Overrated. Should not be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's tough to argue. I think he should be, but it's very tough to argue. So. Uh, we won't waste any more time on that. We know we're on opposite ends of the spectrum with that, but uh, I, I love him, man. He 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 was amazing. I was sad to see him retire so young, uh, but obviously he did it for the you know for the betterment of his health. health. So, all right, well, uh, moving on from there, uh, the '99 champs were uh, the Rams. They defeated the Titans 23-16 in this thriller. Uh, you did an interview and you told me about in kind of connection with this game, but even more so with uh, Music City Miracle. Isn't that correct? Yeah, so I worked with Lorenzo Neal for for like five years, the fullback of the Titans, and he's legendary uh, legendary fullback with the San Diego Chargers, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, the Jets. He also played with uh, Corey Dillon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he's played with some good running backs in his career. But yeah, so he started the Music City Miracle with Kevin Dyson and Frank Wycheck back against the uh, Buffalo Bills. I can't remember if it was Flutie or Rob Johnson playing quarterback for the, the Bills then, but it was one of the two. I know that. It happened in um, in Nashville, obviously. Uh, low through the pass to Wycheck, or started to play with Wycheck, and then Wycheck threw the pass to Dyson. And 
uh, on the anniversary of it, I think it might have been the 20th anniversary or so, we did the um, – we had Lowe and Kevin Dyson and Frank Wachek on all at the same time. So it was a really cool experience to have those three guys talk about that team going to the Super Bowl, but also talk about the Music City Miracle that happened in the – I want to say it was the divisional round of the playoffs when it happened. If I'm not mistaken, I can't really, – I, I mean, that was so long ago, but I think it was the divisional round. And, you know, it was cool to hear those guys reminisce about what happened, you know, and that run they went on to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's excellent stuff. Uh, I'm jealous of that interview. Uh, you know, awesome that you got to work with Lowe and, uh, you know, that you got to interview uh, Wycheck and Dyson. Uh, huge, huge play. Like we had talked about before, um, you know, most football fans can recall where they were when they saw that play and or, uh, you know, when they heard about it. Uh, and it was just crazy, uh, you know, and then they obviously made the run to the, the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about. Uh, first two quarters uh, were a largely defensive battle. Uh, Rams outgained the Titans by a huge margin in the first half, but only had a 9-0 lead at halftime. Uh, St. Louis then scored a touchdown midway through the third, go up 16-0. Uh, Titans respond by scoring 16 consecutive points to tie it with 2-12 left. And essentially what felt like seconds later when we were watching the game, uh, Isaac Bruce had a 73-yard touchdown to seal the deal. And as we all remember, Titans came within inches of taking it to overtime as, uh, you know, as your guy Kevin Dyson stretching out to be bottled up uh, by none other than Mike Jones at the one-yard line uh, with an excellent form tackle. Cody, who was the MVP in this game? That'd be Northern Iowa's own former bagger at a grocery store, the great Kurt Warner, Arena League hero. Kurt Warner was the Super Bowl MVP in this game. Uh, Warner, big fan of his. I had his jersey when we were kids, like you have Terrell Davis. Kurt Warner, another guy you can argue, eh, should he be in the Hall of Fame or not? I think Warner put up enough numbers where people argue the same thing with TD. That he put up the numbers to be in there. So, but Warner was great. Isaac Bruce, big game. Torrey Holt, I think he was a rookie that year. Torrey Holt was. Uh, Ricky Prohl, uh, Marshall Falk, uh, their defense. They had Aeneas Williams. They had, they had a, you know, and, and Dick Vermeil, they being their head coach. So it was a it was a great Super Bowl and a good start of a great run for Kurt Warner because he has like three of the six passing records in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, for the two games with the Rams and then one with the Cardinals against the Steelers, which we'll get to later. But. Yeah, Warner and the Rams were great in that game. And, you know, no offense to Aaron McNair and the Titans and Jeff Fisher, Eddie George from the Ohio State University. Uh, he had a great year, low being on that team. And then you had Mason and, and Dyson as your top receivers. Javon Curse, the freak on defense. Mm. So, you got, that was a, there was a lot of star, uh, star set of names in there. I'm forgetting Orlando Pace, too, on Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame offensive lineman for the Rams. So, uh, that Super Bowl, I can't believe that Super Bowl was how many years ago? Like 21 years ago, 22 almost now. Yeah. Uh, it will be 22. The Super Bowl uh, halftime show was uh, Gloria Stefan and Stevie Wonder, if you're wondering who did that one. So tell me what you remember about that Super Bowl halftime performance. I don't remember anything I was about gonna, that. I was going to say, should we get to cricket sound and play that? Because I don't think we're going <laughs> right, to remember right, that one. Right. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, there's some crazy uh, random points there, but all great stuff. I fully believe uh, Kurt Warner should be in the Hall of Fame uh, with one Super Bowl win and, as we'll talk about, uh, two close Super Bowl losses. Uh, but, yeah, he, you know, like you said, former grocery grocery bagger, came out of nowhere and, and takes his team and really makes them essentially unstoppable for for three or four years, though. So, uh, obviously, uh, McNair, you know, rest in peace to him, was great. Uh, Jeff Fisher let him kind of out of nowhere uh, make this run. So, uh, like he had touched on, Warner was the MVP, threw up for over 400 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, Marshall Falk only ran for 17 yards in this game, uh, but caught for 90. 
Uh, Isaac Bruce caught for 162 and Tory big game hold, as you mentioned. I, I believe he was a rookie as well, uh, caught for 109. So heck of an aerial assault, like he had uh, brought up. Eddie George, mad respect to my man. I uh, ran for 95 yards and two TDs, and uh, he just had a warrior spirit. So like you already mentioned, the pride of Ohio State. Uh, but overall, great game, uh, uh, fun to watch. And uh, I was pulling for the Titans, but uh, props to the Rams for winning such a, uh, you know, such a great game. So I, I might have been mistaken here because uh, I got my dates confused looking at this uh, this sheet I have. Now, this Super Bowl was played in 2000, right? So it would have been January of 2000. Yeah. So the, the halftime show was Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Jeannie in a Bottle, Enrique Iglesias, he wants to be your hero, Tony Braxton, and others. So there's the uh, that's who performed the Super Bowl halftime show. I, I apologize for being a terrible reader of dates and saying that no disrespect to Gloria Stefan and Stevie Wonder. Um, but yeah, it, Phil Collins you, and others for this one. You could have told me the halftime show was Green Day and ACDC, and I would have believed you because I have no clue who the halftimes were except last year's uh, JLo because everyone uh, seemed to talk about it. But I, I don't even, I don't even remember JLo for last year. Uh, people were just talking about it like crazy. Maybe that was two years ago. I don't even. Remember, I just remember but, the one with uh, Shakir where she uh, did the tongue it, the tongue thing. Yeah, every. Uh, Everybody knows halftime is at least second or third round of snacks, uh, whatever food you want, load up. There's no need to watch that. Uh, you can listen all you want, you know, mad respect to whoever's ever doing it. But this year I think is the weekend, I believe. I'm not really Correct. sure. It's the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but all right. Well, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Halftime show. We'll see. Weekend. Good luck. You know, uh, props to you guys. But uh, moving on to the 2000 season, which, yeah, obviously the, Super Bowl is always played in the next year, calendar year, uh, which makes it a little confusing looking back. But the 2000 season, the Ravens defeated the Giants 34-7 in this blowout. Uh, the Ravens become the third wild card team to win the Super Bowl in the second in four years. And it was also the city of Baltimore's at its first title since they were the Baltimore Colts. Ray Lewis is the MVP. I think there's been f – if you go through the whole totality of the Super Bowls, I think there's been five – Linebackers that have won the MVP, Ray Lewis being one of them. We'll get to a, a, another one later on. Um, but the that I remember the, what I remember from that game is Kerry Collins and Jim Fossil being the uh, the Giants head coach and quarterback, and then the Ravens having uh, Trent Dilfer, who didn't even play for them the following year, I don't think. But they had Jamal Lewis and they had uh, um, their defense was so good. Peter Bulware, Ray Lewis, they had so many good guys, and the longevity of Ray Lewis's career, so, you know, since he came into the league in '96 out of the U, he, what he did in that Super Bowl, then what he did later on in the Super Bowl against the 49ers and his last Super Bowl, it, uh, it, it's just remarkable how good that Ravens team was. You compare that defense to the 85 Bears defense, that's what a lot of people talk about. That's two of the best defenses we've ever seen. And quickly, the halftime show was Aerosmith, sync, Bye Bye Bye, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and <laughs> Nelly. At Raymond James Stadium, the host city of this year's Super Bowl, with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you were just a wealth of knowledge on these halftime performances. So, you know what? Like I said, you could tell me anyone, anyone saying it could have been 98 degrees, could have been Hanson, whoever. I don't know. Whoa, I, I I'd, I'd go for some bop right now, Hanson. Mbop, yeah. <laughs> just like your Miles conversions. I'm going to believe whatever you say <laughs> on this. So, we're, we're not going to question it, but, but we will move on with the podcast. I, I, I thought of you, by the way, quickly, I thought of you yesterday uh, when we were doing our, our, our show for work because they're opening. We have the, the Oakland Coliseum is going to be the first um, federally um, run uh, mass vaccination site in the country. 
So they're going to try to do 6,000 shots a, a day. So I went ahead and did the math real quick, and that's, that's 42,000 shots a week, 168,000 shots a month that they would try to do here in Oakland to start out. So uh, just a little ma- this is more math for you on the podcast. You are the man for these conversions, man. I, one one of these days, I need a, a PDF sent over to me of all, all these, so and I will check them then. So, uh, but you're right. Uh, the Ravens, uh, compared to the great some of the great defense of all time, only allowed 152 yards in this game. All of the all 16 of the Giants' possessions ended with a punt or an interception, with the exception of the last one, which ended in the time expiring. Their lone touchdown came on a 97 yard kickoff return, uh, which was quickly answered by an 84 yard kickoff return on the ensuing kickoff so uh essentially it didn't matter uh the giants became the first team since the Bengals to not score an offensive a touchdown in the super bowl in the fifth overall uh that's absolutely awful so no wonder they got crushed uh, like you said ray lewis was uh the mvp of that game trent dilfer uh did enough to win only completed 12 passes uh but but good enough completed three of them to my favorite player of all time which is brandon stokely brandon stokely radio exactly. host in denver now 83. That's why I picked 83 in high school. Uh, he led the Ravens in receiving uh, 52 yards and a touchdown. Ike Hilliard and Amani Toomer, who were virtually unstoppable for the Giants all season, were completely bottled up, neither one of which eclipsed 35 yards in this game. Well, and I, I couldn't tell you who the Giants running back was, but I know that Saquon Barkley isn't walking on that field. So it wasn't Barkley, wasn't Jacobs, wasn't Bradshaw. Uh, I really cannot remember who the running back was back then. Um, I, I'll tell you who it was, which he might have been a rookie. Uh, might be a year off. I was it Ron so. Dane? Ron Dane. From? Ron Wisconsin. There you go. Badger, baby. He won the Heisman, Ron, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he, he won did. the Heisman. Yeah, he was awesome. And then he, I'm not sure, yeah, <laughs> leveled he, out a lot in the NFL. But Ron Dane, I believe, was the answer to that question. Yeah, he. So. Uh, he I remember him just being a big, uh, hefty running back. We were big fans of Jared Lorenzen, uh, the late Jared mm. Lorenzen. Uh, hefty, lefty, hefty, lefty. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so uh, good stuff. Uh, moving on to the 2001 uh, Super Bowl, the Patriots defeated the Rams 20 to 17 in the beginning of the Brady Belichick dynasty. Uh, like we had talked about before the show, um, it was New England's first ever championship. This game was also notable, snapping the AFC East longest streak of not being able to win a Super Bowl as the AFC East had lost eight Super Bowls in a row. Uh, before they won here, intriguing and awful, also awful stat. Uh, four of them were the uh, Buffalo Bills, who I actually read a I read a thing from one of the former Buccaneers players who played um, during the Super Bowl team that won the Super Bowl. You know, when the Bucks won against the Raiders, which is the next Super Bowl we'll get to. Uh, he says that he believes all Super Bowls are fixed, and that that uh, who was it? who was the kicker that missed it? Was it Norwood that missed a kick for Buffalo, the one right, wide right? He said all that yeah. was fixed because it's a Vegas thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting, whatever. But, yeah, this Super Bowl, uh, Tom Brady wins his first of four Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, they did just enough. Pretty sure there wasn't a Mike Vrabel touchdown on this game, but there will be several coming up as we get later into the Super Bowls. I'm a big Mike Vrabel guy here. Um, but, yeah, the, what, Brady's top receiver then was Tro- Troy Brown. I think that's who we're, we're looking mm-hmm. at was his, his top receiver. But that defense with Laura Malloy and Ty Law and Teddy Bruschi and – Willie McGinnis, their defense was good. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was unfortunate that the Rams didn't ha- really have a shot in this game. I mean, they did, but it, the greatest show on turf was the Mike Martz now leading the Rams. And I just remember that offense being so good. Marshall Falk being the coming the year, coming off the year where he was the MVP of the league because it was Warner, then Falk, back-to-back years. 
when they did it, but he was the MVP this season. Just that team was so dynamic on offense. But again, uh, the Brady, the Brady uh, dynasty just is starting to get off its uh, off its ground. Brady, the greatest quarterback ever from Michigan. I think we can confirm that's that's true. Uh, as you're a big Michigan guy, so um, I remember that Super Bowl and you too, because of uh, 9/11, uh, performed the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, yep. Excellent foreshadowing there with uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, you knew we were going to get to that. Clearly a huge target in the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, but, yeah, this was the first Super Bowl to be played in February. Like you had mentioned, 9-11 was uh, earlier in the season, and that had bumped the whole uh, NFL season, regular season, back a week, which moved the playoff schedule back. So, as a result, it became the first Super Bowl that was played in February. Uh, yeah, the, the greatest show on turf versus uh, only second-year quarterback, second year at the time, uh, Tom Brady. Um, so New England built a 17-3 uh, third quarter lead off Ram turnovers and not quitting. Uh, Warner scored a two-yard touchdown run to bring him within seven and then threw a 26-yard pass to tie it 17-17 with a minute and a half left. Uh, without any timeouts, Brady led his team down the field to set up Vinatieri for a 48-yard field goal as time expired. And like you said, Brady had won his uh, first MVP. Troy Brown, uh, you're correct. Uh, led all receivers with six for 89 yards. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're right with the fixing of the Super Bowls. It's hard to tell. There's always that conspiracy. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's really hard to tell. I don't want to believe that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there. I don't know. I guess there's a hint of truth to that. So, who knows? Yeah, there, there's some there's some of them that, you know, that always make me wonder. Like, hey, take, you know, hate to bring it up, but Jerome Bettis winning the, the Super Bowl in Detroit. Um, you know, there's there's always conspiracy theories with different stuff that, that goes on, but um, I don't know much I read into it. But this was, I remember the Super Bowl a little bit because of just because I love Tom Brady growing. You know, this is here where Brady kind of burst onto the scene after Bledsoe got hurt in that game, and then Brady comes in. Then Bledsoe, if you remember, led them to the win against the Steelers at Heinz Field to get them to the Super Bowl. So it goes full circle, as we like to say, uh, with that Bledsoe and Brady, and then the rest is history. Bledsoe goes on to play for who? Who did Bledsoe play for after after New uh, England? The, the Bills. The, the Bills. Bills. There, look at you. Look at you the knowing Bills, your Bills yeah. knowledge. But what, wasn't it uh, snowing like crazy for that game in Pittsburgh, or, or or when he played Pittsburgh? I'm not sure where it was, but I don't. I think you're remembering because I remember we were hanging out together at your old house in Greensburg. Yeah. Um, it was the Tuck Rule game where in the snow where you know the yeah. the Tuck Rule with Brady I, and the Raiders and yeah and Charles Charles Woodson. Charles I remember Woodson, that yeah. game, but. I thought against Bledsoe, it was a real bad blizzard one time. But uh, uh, who knows? E either way, uh, the beginning of the uh, Brady-Belichick dynasty there. So, All right, uh, moving on to the 2002 season. Buccaneers crushed the Raiders by a score of 48-21, winning their first ever Super Bowl. It was the last Super Bowl ever played in January, uh, like we had mentioned before. And uh, the, the game was moved to February the previous season, but uh, this was the last one ever to be played in January. So now they're all, you know, all in February. And uh, this was the first Super Bowl in which the league's number one ranked offense faced the number one ranked defense. And also a tidbit about this game. This game is often referred to as the Gruden Bowl. Why is that, Cody? Because Gruden coached the Raiders the year before, and then he went to take over and won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team, uh, Tony Dungy's guys. Uh, no, you know, that's no shot of John Gruden. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, man. That was a good team I coached there in Oakland. Uh, but, no, I think the Raiders, you know, that, that season with the Raiders – Bill Callahan didn't change any of the plays in the playbook when he, you know, when Gruden was the coach the year before. You think he might want to change a little bit in your playbook there, but he didn't. Uh, the Raiders get worked in this game. Rich Gannon, Super Bowl record, five interceptions. Two of them returned 
Four touchdown. Uh, two of them were picked off by Dexter Jackson, the Super Bowl MVP. So that's uh, that's always my go-to trivia question: is who who picked uh, who was the Super Bowl MVP in this game? Because it's like it's like the one like no one really remembers. But Brad Johnson was a quarterback of the Bucks. Uh, Mike Allstott, uh, Michael Pittman. Um, don't ask me to name any receiver. Keenan McCardell, I think he was there. Uh, but I don't. I know they had another receiver that was pretty dominant. But I'm I'm just completely spacing on who it was. But uh, Gruden gets a Super Bowl win, and he hasn't been back since. But he gets that one, and that that Bucks team now back in the Super Bowl, obviously again. This Super Bowl played at Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. The halftime show: Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. Not Stinger Splash Sting from WCW. Sting from the Police Sting. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for clear, clearing that up. I, I was really confused. So, uh, but yeah, Gruden was the head coach, uh, the Raiders from '98 to '01, and then as a result of a trade, then became the Buccaneers head coach in 2002. This has to be the last time a coach was traded for, correct? I want to say yes. And if you're curious about something, it actually starts in like, I don't know, three minutes from now or so. So 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific for me. Al Davis versus the NFL, the 30 for 30 is going to be on ESPN. So I'm definitely going to check that out because, remember, the Autumn Wind is a pirate. If you are if you know anything about the Raiders, people will get the reference. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. That'll be a cool one because Al and Pete Rozelle and all the stuff that went down with the NFL – That'll be going. But, yeah, I think that's the last time a head coach was traded. And I think it was like first, a couple first-rounders the Raiders got back, too. Not that it mattered because they stunk ever since then. Uh, so, they, so it didn't really work out in their favor. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Gruden was a, was a hot uh, hot priority. But, yeah, I'll definitely have to catch that out Davis thing. I'm sure they'll replay it uh, tonight or, or tomorrow, so I'll catch that. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Dexter Jackson, a Super Bowl MVP, becomes only the second safety and third defensive back ever to, to win the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Jerry Rice had a night showing the Super Bowl with a loss, but uh, had five for 77 and a touchdown. Jerry Rice, the pride of? Um, oh, it's like Grand Valley State or something. I believe so. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, something, something super small. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, there's after you're yeah. done. Um, there's a website I want you to look at when you get a chance. It's it's called Is Gruden Gone Yet? It's created by Raider fans, and it literally has a countdown clock until Gruden's contract has uh until it expires. He still owed sixty nine million dollars, and, and every time you're on here, it says he's made already five dollars since you've arrived on the website. So right. uh, that's Good. that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, to close up this game. <laughs> Mississippi awesome Mississippi Valley State University for Jerry Rice. Oh, uh, yes. I knew it was some state university. Yep, Mississippi Valley State. That's right. Uh, but super small school. Uh, the Raiders ran for a grand total of 19 yards. Michael Pittman chipped in 124 for the Bucks. And an idol of mine, Mike Allstott, uh, ran for another score. I think you had mentioned him. Adding also five catches. Keenan McCardell, like you had mentioned, only two catches, both for touchdowns. Uh, wasn't there a, a, some side – uh, story with this before the game of the center from the Raiders disappearing yes. or something. Barrett, uh, Barrett Robbins. Uh, it's a sad story. I think it was more of a depression kind of thing, but uh, he just, you know, he didn't show up for the game. He went to Mexico or something is where they found him, I believe. So the Raiders were playing him, you know, they were playing without one of their best offensive linemen. And when Charlie Garner, who was like Marshall Falk of the AFC, isn't getting any isn't getting anything done on the ground or in the air, and of course he only had 19, the Raiders only had 19 yards rushing, you're, you're not going to win. And you can't put all that pressure on Gannon. He threw five picks in the Super Bowl. Uh, now a terrific analyst for CBS, but Gannon, Gannon just did not look good in that game. And, and the Bucks defense that Tony Dungy built with Simeon Rice and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks, and I'm sure there are other and guys I'm forgetting. R- Rondé Barber. 
Yes, Rondé Barber, the legendary corner, brother of Tiki. Uh, yes. They had they had a very good defense back then, so not not yep. surprised they shut down Rich Gannon. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention it. Nice uh, Frank Caliendo uh, impression to start off, and uh, slash John Gruden impression to start off that that segment there. You got it, man. Excellent. So, all right, uh, moving on to the next season, 2003, Patriots defeat the Panthers by a score of 32-29 and a wild one. At the time, it was the most watched Super Bowl, 144 million viewers. Uh, the Panthers were seeking their first ever Super Bowl, or they were making their first Super Bowl ever appearance, I apologize, and the Patriots were seeking their second Super Bowl title uh, in three years. NFL fans and sports writers widely consider this one of the most well-played and thrilling Super Bowls of all time. And, uh, yeah, I remember it being uh, super exciting. I remember it for that. And I also remember it for the nip slip with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Um, but, you know, that's here nor there. But, yeah, that Super Bowl was great. Jake, daylight come and you get a Delome uh, being there. I believe it was Stephen Davis was the running back for the Panthers. Ricky Prohl, I think, was on that Panthers team. But they had Steve Smith Sr. and everyone's favorite, Mushin Mohammed was the uh, receiver for the Panthers. That Panthers team was very good. John Fox uh, uh, couldn't get it done in this Super Bowl, and he didn't get it done in the next Super Bowl he was in, but he finally did get one. But he uh, that, that that Panthers team was a, a surprise team, kind of out of nowhere, because, what, the last time they were really good was when they, Kerry Collins was there after they were, like, an expansion team in a co- after a couple years. But the Patriots win again. Tom Brady, old Tommy, wins his second Super Bowl MVP. But as I said, the Super Bowl halftime show did have – performances from like Jessica Simpson and others but everyone remembers the old wardrobe malfunction between Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake he's an if he, yep. that's that's the actor Justin Timberlake for people who don't know who he is musician wise the the all-around uh person Justin Timberlake yeah. he's but, like he's like uh, the, he, he's like the rock now he just does everything he, he and Jamie Foxx they're, they're yes. incredible uh, yeah, I like them all. They're awesome. So, uh, but yeah, I think you said wardrobe malfunction. That's what it's infamous for. Uh, but all, a very interesting thing I found here: neither team could score in the first and third quarters, but they ended up with a combined total of 868 yards and 61 points. And so, 61 points combined between the second and the fourth quarter. Uh, the game was scoreless for a Super Bowl record time before the teams combined for 24 points before halftime, uh, and then the clubs then combined for a record 37 points in the fourth quarter. And obviously, as we know, the contest was finally decided by the Patriots kicker, Adam Terry, 41-yarder, uh, with four seconds left to seal the deal. Like you said, Brady wins his second Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Jake DeLome, your boy, played great, throwing for 323 and only 16 completions in three scores. Busha Muhammad went off uh, for 140 and a score. Steve Smith and Ricky Prohl also, chip, also chipped in scores. Uh, like you said, this is really was the Brady uh, shining in the bright lights. He threw for 354 and three scores. Dion Branch, his go-to at that point, went off for 10 catches and 143 yards in the TD. And like you had for, uh, foreshadowed before, Mike Vrabel also with the sneaky one-yard score. Yeah, Vrabel getting those sneaky touchdowns. Uh, trivia question for you, and this goes back to the uh, the old wardrobe malfunction. What song were they performing when that happened? Oh my goodness! It's a, it's a JT uh, song. Um, good, good luck. I mean, it's a real, it's a pretty popular song. If you get it, I'll give you a clue. It's not "Sexy Back." That song didn't come out yet. Uh my um. It's not "Bye Bye Bye" and sings over. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, a solo song. I, I'm drawing a blank. I I can hear this. I can hear it in my head. I can't. It's the great "Rock it's Your Body." Rock Your Body. Yeah. So. Rock your, okay. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm, all right. I'm over this this uh, war drum malfunction. We're we're, yeah, over, we're overshadowing the great performance by Mike Vrabel in this game and his one and his touchdown catch. Come on, the real Huge. hero of the Super Bowl. That's right. The now uh, head coach, uh, but awesome catch and uh, was big. Was was uh, wide open. Great play call. So, all right. Uh, moving on to the 2004 season, Patriots defeat the Eagles uh, by a score of 21, uh, 24 to 21. Another three point game. Uh, the third title for the Patriots. It became the second team other than the Cowboys to win three Super Bowls in four years. And uh, the Eagles were making only their second Super Bowl appearance of all time. First since the great Jaws, Ron Jaworski took him there. Donovan McNabb, again, I can't remember if, he was, if this was, it was in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Uh, he's puking in the huddle. Uh, T.O. is playing on one leg. Uh, McNabb, I think, uh, had like 51 attempts in this game. Um, and then you have... Andy Reid going to three straight conference title games, and then he finally gets to the Super Bowl. Hey, he's done it with the Chiefs, too, in the AFC. But he's been in the Super Bowl now two years in a row. Uh, but Andy Reid, they did a great job with that with that team. Bryant Westbrook, I believe, was the running back. Uh, they had some uh, they had some real talent on offense. Um, but the Patriots and uh, Deion Branch, Tom Brady's number one receiver in the Super Bowl, tied with Julian Edelman, most catches 24 in the Super Bowl, playing with Brady. Uh, Deion Branch, the Super Bowl MVP, not Tom Brady. So there's where Brady is in Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I just remember from I just remember Branch as being such a big highlight guy for him. But let's not forget in this game, Mike Vrabel caught another touchdown, baby. That's two Super Bowls in a row. The Titans head coach caught a Super Bowl touchdown. And and if I, I have to look, but if I believe correctly, this one was getting a little crazy. This was a two yard completion. <laughs> Not a one, a two-yard completion. I mean, they were really airing it out. Yeah, hey, Charlie Weiss was down up the place before he went to Notre Dame. He wasn't – hey, last game of the year, can't hold anything back. Yeah, go deep, Mike, go deep. Uh, But, yeah, uh, this game was close throughout, uh, 14-14 tie at the end of the third. Patriots scored 10 points in the fourth. Corey Dillon had a two-yard touchdown and then a Terry field goal. Uh, Eagles cut the deficit to 24-21 on McNabb's 30-yard touchdown pass to none other than Greg Lewis with 148 remaining, uh, but they could not sustain the comeback. And overall, the Patriots forced uh, four turnovers. Like you said, Deion Branch, Super Bowl MVP, 133 yards receiving, and uh, tied the then Super Bowl record with 11 catches. Uh, McNabb played well, you're right, with, but the turnovers killed him. Threw for 357 and three scores, but uh, three crucial picks. Brent Westbrook, has, as you had mentioned, uh, ran for 44 yards, caught for another 60 and a score. T.O. essentially playing on one leg, caught nine balls for 122, which is incredible. Had he been healthy, I think that he would have caught for 250. Uh, they were double teaming him, throwing the whole kitchen sink at him, and they still couldn't stop him, and he, he was hopping around. So uh, he, he was amazing this year, and, and I, I honestly think the Eagles would have won this game had he been healthy, but uh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Uh, you know, it is what it is. So, but yeah, Mike, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel back for the encore performance and getting crazy scoring a two yard touchdown this time. Uh, and the Super Bowl halftime show this year was baby. You can drive my car. Paul McCartney, not the Beatles performed yeah. at the halftime show. So Paul McCartney, uh, sir, Paul McCartney, let's, yeah, let's get in order. I mean, he's a sir. He yeah. was knighted by the queen. So, uh, God bless the queen. Uh, Paul McCartney halftime performer. I can't. T- I don't know if I watched any of these halftime performances. I, oh, I you saw busy. the you saw the nip slip. Don't lie. <laughs> I did not. I was too busy eating, snacking on uh, mini hot dogs, you know, or whatever there is, chicken wings, uh, buffalo chicken dip, all, all, all the good snacks this Super Bowl. So Capri Sun, because uh, we couldn't drink alcohol. That's right. That's right. Capri Sun, uh, Huggies. You know, get that sugar rush for the for the second half. So you can stay up. 
play some uh, play some knee football at halftime. You know, there were plenty of things to do besides watch the halftime show. Uh, like I said, I listened to it. I give them a little, you know, respect enough, but did not watch it. So, all right, um, moving on to the 2005 season. Our Steelers defeated the Seahawks 21-10. Game played at four field with Jerome Bettis riding his high horse off into the sunset. Uh, was the Steelers' first victory since the 70s. They became the fourth wild card team to win the Super Bowl and the first ever six seed. The Seahawks, on the other hand, were making their first ever Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Steelers jumped out to a 14-3 lead in the third quarter with uh, running back Willie Parker's Super Bowl record 75-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and then uh, Seahawks defensive back Kelly Herndon's 76-yard interception return set him up for uh, to cut the lead to 14-10. Pittsburgh then responded with a trick play. Do you remember what this was? The Antoine Randall Pride of Indiana, touchdown pass, a former Georgia quarterback and Super Bowl MVP, Heinz Ward. Uh, and that's the big play you're talking about. Um, I do remember it. It was a great play call. Um, I don't think the, I think the only other big play we ever saw like that recently was the Philly special from Trey Burton to Nick Foles, which we'll get to, in, I don't know, in an hour. Because. Yeah. But that's that's a big play I remember from that game because uh, Ben didn't play well. The defense carried him. Willie Parker had what, like 90 yards rushing total, and he had 70. He had that 75 yard run. It just wasn't yeah, no. a game for um, offense if you're looking for it in that in that Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, like you said, it, it was uh, it was a great play. A former quarterback to a former quarterback it was the first time a wide re wide receiver listed in the NFL threw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Uh, the officiating in this game was was widely criticized by the media after the game. Uh, I think we had talked before about um, we, we know what they're talking about a little bit. There was a phantom holding call on an early touchdown by the Seahawks, which negated that and kind of turned the tide early on. I don't believe there was a holding play on a holding on the play at all. Um, but I remember there were some other big controversial plays. So I don't think it was as bad as the media portrayed it. But at the same time, uh, there were questionable uh, questionable things. Ward MVP caught for uh, 123, five, five balls for 123 and a touchdown while also rushing for 18 yards. What I remember too is Ben with the, the tackle against the Colts where uh, Jerome Bettis, there's people in Pittsburgh losing their mind, heart attacks being held, people getting stabbed apparently. Uh, but Ben makes the shoestring, the shoestring tackle on the, uh, on the fumble and that saves the day for the Steelers. Uh, but what I remember, that's all I remember for the Super Bowl and then um, – they're going to paint a black baby. Rolling Stones performing at Ford Field. So there's your halftime show. Back-to-back -back years, the uh, the Beatles, well, sorry, Sir Paul McCartney and then Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones performing. So uh, the NFL really going, taking it back in the Wayback Machine uh, right there. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, huge game in the – or a huge tackle in the previous game uh, by Ben. I believe it was Nick Harper that he tackled. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think he got stabbed. Something crazy happened. Uh, Big Ben reached out, kind of luckily got him. Uh, they made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Sean Alexander, you know, your boy with his jersey, height of his career, ran for 95 yards. Joe Juravicious. Pets say, baby. One, Big game Joe. Big game Joe. Another one of your favorites. Chipped in five catches for 93 yards. Uh, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, Big Ben only completed nine passes, 123 yards. So talk about really managing a Super Bowl. He did run for a score, though, but uh, but still. Yeah, Willie Parker ended up with 93 yards, not 90, but uh, same thing. And, uh, yeah, but interesting with a 75-yard run, how you don't end up with more yards. But that was because he was complimented by the bus, who had 43 yards while he was rumbling, stumbling in Detroit. Good thing he wasn't fumbling like he did the, the, game, the game prior, but uh... – 
Yes. Yeah, that that game was uh, Sean Alexander. Uh, shout out Sean Alexander, the arguably maybe the greatest running back ever from Alabama, uh, because Derrick Henry's pretty good running back right now. But let's see how he does. I think Sean Alexander had a great NFL career, and what he did for the Seahawks and Matt Hasselback and. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the great uh, Mike Holmgren was the head coach of the Seahawks then. Not Pete Carroll, not Jim Zorn. It was uh, Mike Holmgren who eventually took over the Browns later on in his career. But that uh, that Seahawks team was kind of – they kind of came out of nowhere. And I believe they're the, they're the only team in NFL history to play in an AFC title game and an NFC title game. Or it was something like that. Or it was an AFC title game and, an, and the Super Bowl because they played in both leagues. Hmm. So there's your troop. There's your uh, there's your random stat of the day for you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it's true. That, that's crazy. Most teams don't switch leagues, so uh, yeah, that's um, a good one there. Um, uh, moving on to the next season, 2006 uh, was great for me. Steelers, my favorite team, uh, next to uh, the Colts, uh, my second favorite team. So they the Colts won in 2006. Who did the Colts defeat in the 2006 Super Bowl? That'd be uh, Rex Grossman and the Bears. Ditka. Ditka. Not there. Ditka, not there. Bears, 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 Bears. That Bears team, um, great defense with Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, Mike Brown. Their offense carried by – no, sorry, Rex Grossman. And, yeah, I don't know who else is on that team. Mushin Muhammad. Uh, those are the only people I could think of. I, I, again, I think their running back was – oh, I, I guess I shouldn't slander Thomas Jones. He was the running back, but I mean that. The, I mean it was the Colts. Peyton Manning, or as uh, their their legendary voice used to always say, Peyton Manning, uh, and then touchdown Reggie Wayne, uh, and Marvin Harrison, and uh, Joseph Adai, the pride of LSU, Louisiana State University. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning, the Super Bowl MVP in this game, as the uh, Colts roll over the Bears and uh, Lovey Smith. Yep. Uh, this is the first Super Bowl that was played in rainy conditions. Uh, Colts overcame a 14-6 deficit to outscore the Bears 23-3 in the last three quarters. Uh, Chicago posted the then earliest lead in Super Bowl history with a 92-yard kickoff return to start the game. Who returned that kickoff? Devin Hester, um, the U. Yep. Uh, but, the after, U. but after that, the, the Bears would have needed a little red Corvette as Prince performed the halftime show. Would have needed a little red, little red Corvette to catch up to Peyton Manning and the Colts in this game. Yeah, too bad it was 2007 when this was played because let's party like it's 1999. Uh, but great, Colts, great reference. Look at you. Thank you, sir. It gets a purple rain in there if it was in Minnesota. Uh, Prince Prince was awesome. But uh, Colts forced five turnovers, including Calvin Hayden's 56-yard return for a touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, they, they were in control. Uh, Rex Grossman was essentially – the Colts 12 player in this game. He was awful. He threw uh, big picks when it was needed. He had a fumble as well. Uh, just was really terrible in this game. So that, that helped. <laughs> yeah. The, the just, I mean, I mean, Rex Grossman is your starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. No offense. I mean, great Florida quarterback, but I mean, so was Danny Warfel, but I just don't, yeah. I didn't think you're going to hear Danny Warfel on this podcast tonight, but right. so, so was Tim Tebow. So was Chris Leak who Tim Tebow took the job ah. from. Look at that. Well, hold on. Steve Spurrier, a great Florida quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, back in the day. Yeah. Great Florida head coach. But, yeah. yeah, the old ball coach is what they used to call him. But yeah, this Super Bowl, again, kudos to Manning. I want, we're all waiting for Peyton to win the Super Bowl after uh, 
after he was supposed to be the uh, second best quarterback in his draft class behind Ryan Leaf. So uh, I'm glad that he got that Super Bowl because the next one he played in, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh, wasn't that good, even though he set some records. But uh, that, that Colts team, even without Edron James, they gifted him the ring after because well, it was the first year gone. But Edron James was so good. Edron James from the U. The U. Yep. That's right. Uh, interesting side about this game. Uh, Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy became the first African-American head coaches to coach against each other in the Super Bowl, uh, with Dungy obviously the first one to win. Tony Dungy was also the third man to win the Super Bowl as a head coach and a player, following Mike Ditka, obviously Tony Dungy, and who else? Ditka, Dungy. I feel like I've heard this question somewhere before. Why I, I don't know why I can't figure it out. Um... Oh, we Tom, had talked oh, about, oh, Tom Flores. I'll say, yep, Tom Flores. We had talked about this on the fly, so I figured I'd throw it in there. Uh, but, yes, you're correct. T- Tony Dungy, Tom Flores, and Mike Ditka all won the Super Bowl as a player and a coach, so uh, awesome stuff. Yeah, also uh, also crazy, two of those guys are in, a super, in the uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tom Flores is not, which is an absolute joke that, mm. that Coach Flores is in. He's won two Super Bowls. Um, he's won multiple Super Bowls, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's the first Latino head coach in NFL history. Who did he win the Super Bowl with? The Autumn Wind is a pirate. The Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. He took over. He took over after, after boom, and tough Acton, Ten Acton, and that, Brett yeah. Favre. After he took over for John Madden. What year? What year did they win? Seventy three. Seventy one. They won. Well, that was with Madden, but they won later with Flores, I believe. Oh no, no. No, I know, I know. I'm asking when uh, Madden won. Yeah, was it, he won the he won like the fir- he was the coach of the first one, I believe. Early '70s, right before the Steelers. There, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, a uh, uh, great game here. Uh, like I said, Peyton was MVP, threw for 247 and a touchdown and interception. Uh, Dominic Rhodes ran for 113 yards to com- complement the massive game by Joseph Adai, uh running for 77 and catching 10 passes for 66 yards. My man Marvin Harrison, the pride of. The same school Donovan McNabb went to, and Carmelo Anthony, Syracuse. And, and our great friend Andrew Rice. That's true. I forgot Rice went there. There's other, I mean, right. And every good broadcaster in sports went to Syracuse, except for that's me. Right. I, I didn't go to Syracuse. So, yeah, some some Westmoreland County ties. I, I know some other football players from around here, around our age, went there as well. Uh, so, yeah, awesome ties there. Uh, he, but, um, yeah, Marvin Harrison doing his thing, 5 for 59. Reggie Wayne sneakily played a huge part in this game, catching two balls for 61 out of the U. And like you had mentioned, Thomas Jones quietly ran for 112 yards. The pride of Virginia. Yeah, there's a well, – don't worry, we'll get to another Virginia reference in this podcast. I'm sure we will once we talk about the uh, Steelers next and uh, who their tight end was because he went to Virginia. That's right. So – all right, uh, moving on, 2007 season, uh, the Giants defeated the Patriots 17-14 in this historic game. Uh, this game is regarded as one of the greatest games and one of the biggest upsets in the history of professional sports. Patriots entered the game as 12-point favorites, becoming the first team to complete a perfect regular season since the 72 Dolphins. They were the only team to do it once the league expanded the schedule to 16 games. The Giants were seeking to become the first NFC wildcard team to ever win the Super Bowl, and also it was a rematch of the final game of the season – regular season, which the Patriots had won 38-35. Yeah, the Patriots were uh, running down a dream as I channeled my inner Tom Petty, and he performed the Super Bowl halftime show with the Heartbreakers. But Brady, that, that Patriots team was so good 
with Welker and Moss and setting all the records and just everything they were able to accomplish. And then they run into Eli Manning, who is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he probably shouldn't be, but he did win two Super Bowls. And uh, David Tyree making that incredible catch. And, uh, and then their defense, you know, they had a lot of good players on their defense at that time. And then Tom Coughlin, old Tommy football, uh, one-ups Bill Belichick. The Super Bowl MVP is Eli Manning. Uh, I don't know how, but he's the Super Bowl MVP in this game. But, yeah, that, I remember this game just because I wanted to see the Patriots go 19-0. I didn't want to see uh, Larry Zonka and uh, Mercury Morris bust open the champagne uh, after they lost. But, they, of course, it happened. But uh, I was one of the only people rooting for the Patriots in this game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, another uh, another Tom Petty reference. Uh, what the Patriots did was essentially they break down, uh, broke down under pressure and uh, at the very end there. And, uh, yeah, David Tyree obviously coming through with a miracle. Eli, great play on that to escape the pressure. And, uh, yeah, he pinned it, you know, as everyone can see with the NFL Films replay, pinned it on his helmet. Uh, just an amazing, amazing catch, I think, right in front of Rodney Harrison, I believe. Uh, so, but I, I, after that, a second first down conversion was caught by Steve Smith, the other Steve Smith, not to be confused. And on, and on third and Steve 11, Smith, pride of USC, not Steve Smith, senior pride yes. of Utah. That's right. Yes, that's right. Uh, and now, you know, obviously, like we said, uh, Plexico Burris scored the game-winning touchdown, 13-yard uh, reception. Uh, only 10 points were, total were scored in the first three quarters. So uh, that, that's not very good. The Giants consumed a Super Bowl record nine minutes and 59 seconds on their opening drive, but somehow only managed a field goal. Uh, the Patriots responded with Lawrence Maroney, one-yard touchdown on the first play of the second quarter. Uh, there was a scoreless third quarter. And then fourth quarter saw a Super Bowl record three lead changes. You weren't ready for the Lawrence Maroney reference, were you? No, because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he played at uh, Minnesota. Yep. Because it was like him and uh, Marion Barber the Mar third. Mar Marion the Barbarian. Yeah, they were the they were the two running backs at, at Minnesota then. Uh, man, Lawrence Maroney. The Patriots always have like these unknown running backs. They kind of, you know, like these guys were good in college and they draft them and like they kind of just like dwindle and like they kind of, you don't know what happens to them. Kind of like Sony Michelle, you know, he's just, you know, he's kind of just been there with the Patriots and he's had some good games. But yeah, that again, that Patriots team was so good on offense and the, the, the guys that had, you know why they didn't win? Because Mike Vrabel didn't catch a touchdown. That's why they didn't win. That's right. How can they not go to him? He, he was Gronk before Gronk. Uh, so yeah, uh, but this game was the first one since 1975 when the Steelers defeated the Vikings 16-6 that neither team scored 20 points. So I found that kind of interesting. Uh, Wes Welker had a huge showing for the Patriots with 11 for 103 and a Moss, you got Moss, chipped in another five for 62 in a score. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see a team go six. Uh, sorry, 19 and 0. Ever because the Dolphins, you know, the only team that won undefeated, but they weren't playing 16 games during the regular season. That's why I wanted and, to see this happen, but it obviously we didn't. And you know, Eli Manning yeah. gets that. Eli Manning gets that Super Bowl ring. Go Eli! Yeah, that's right. And, and now with uh, the, them expanding it to seven teams, you know, obviously unless you're a one seed, you'd have to go 20 and 0 to win the Super Bowl. To or, or sorry, to, to go undefeated yeah. and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, 20 and 0. you're right with the expanded playoffs, which I love that they did this year. But um, yeah. I don't know. But the Chiefs were what fifteen or what? They finished fourteen and two this year. The Chiefs they were fifteen and one in the last game where your guy Chad Henney, Michigan's own, uh, played that game and they lost. To, they got run by the Chargers when it didn't matter. But yeah, now you have to play twenty games. I don't. I don't think we're going to see it. No, absolutely not. So, all right, uh, moving on to the two thousand eight season. Our Steelers defeated the Cardinals twenty seven twenty three in an amazing finish to the game. 
Uh, with the victory, the Steelers become the first team to win six Super Bowl championships at the time. Uh, the Cardinals ended a game seeking their first title since 1947. Uh, the club became an unexpected winner during the regular season and the playoffs, getting in at nine and seven under the direction of Coach Who? Tomlin? Uh, no, no, sorry. Who, who were the Cardinals under? Oh, oh, the Cardinals. Sorry, that's my mistake. Uh, that'd be the great former offensive coordinator, Kenneth Wisenhunt. That, that's correct. Offensive coordinator in Super Bowl Forty uh, for the Steelers, and uh, obviously went in. A, you know, takes the Cardinals there to the Super Bowl with the reemergence of Curtis Warner. Warner, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, being in the you know being in the Super Bowl with you know being from Pitt. Um, which I'll get to when you talk when you when I mentioned Coach Tomlin quickly. Tomlin is the third head coach the Steelers have had in the last fifty years. Pitt had three head coaches in one off season. Listen, we we are not going to talk about Pitt anymore on this podcast because there's nothing good to say about them. Usually, it's a terrible, terrible stat, especially the football program. So we are done talking about Pitt. We can the, talk about the, Michigan all that you want. We're not talking about Pitt. The 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 last the best thing I think we need to we need to remember who the coaches were. Who was the coach who got fired? Was was it Wanstat? I think was out. Yeah, it was Wanstat was out. They brought in Mike Haywood. They fired him after like two weeks because of the, you know domestic violence uh, like allegations and everything. And then they brought in Fraud Graham, uh, who I actually got to meet and in, 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 interview a lot when I interned at KDK. And and then he left after a year. So Pitt essentially had four head coaches in less than a year. And uh, and, Pitt, and the Steelers have had three head coaches in fifty plus years. Uh, that's a yeah. high level of success. But back to the uh-huh. game. Uh, the Super Bowl, the Steelers uh, were carried by uh, Santonio Holmes, the pride of the Ohio State University. And when it all came down to it, the MVP, Santonio Holmes, let me let me put that out there. Ben Roethlisberger, the only quarterback I think I ever saw, saw that won two Super Bowls had never win the MVP. It's just uh, it's just crazy. But the Steelers were celebrating with glory. You know, it was a glory. It was a glorious day, and, and Steelers are back to their glory days. If I channel my Bruce Springsteen, because he performed the halftime show at the Super Bowl that year. But that, that Super Bowl was a lot of fun because there's a lot of points. Kurt Warner looked – like you said, it was the reemergence of Kurt Warner, the former grocery store bagger, back again in the Super Bowl for Ken Wisenhunt and the Cardinals and Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden being – I think he was a rookie that year. Uh, or if it wasn't that year, it was earlier, but he was a young player and he put, and he put up monster stats his first year. Uh, was Edger James a running back for the, the Cardinals in that Super Bowl? Oh, that's a good question. I, I believe so. I think that's where he went after. Yeah, so I can't remember if he was there because remember uh, he left the Colts, and I remember when uh, remember when Emmitt Smith left the Cowboys, he went to the Cardinals too. I don't know why, why every good running back when they're at the end of their career decides, hey, I'm going to go play for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff here. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh jumped out to a 17-7 halftime lead, which uh, we forgot the biggest play. James Harrison's Super Bowl record 100-yard interception return for a touchdown. Uh, barely made it in. Fitz ran him down at the end. Uh, I think James Harrison needed some oxygen at the end of that. But uh, what an amazing, amazing play. A 14-point swing turns the tide in the game. Uh, so trailing 20-7, to start of the fourth quarter. Arizona scored 16 consecutive points, uh, including a safety by Pittsburgh. That led to receiver uh, Larry Fitzgerald's 64-yard touchdown reception to take their first lead with 2:37 left. But as as you mentioned, the Steelers marched 78 yards to score. Uh, Antonio Holmes scored a game-winning touchdown, uh, Super Bowl MVP with 35 seconds left. Interesting thing about that play, which most people don't know, which I think we had talked about before, uh, but they were in the exact same play on the play before that to the other side. And uh, I saw a documentary on this where Santonio was talking about it, and you know he was so thankful Ben came back to him. But 
They were in the same play, the opposite side, and, and San Antonio dropped it on second down. So um, just – and it was a better – better. Uh, he was more open and it was a better throw on second down. So uh, unbelievable. He went back to him, fingertip, catch, you know, obviously barely got the toes down, uh, but amazing. Uh, he had four receptions for 73 yards on the final drive alone, 131 – excuse me, 131 in the game. Uh, so, yeah, he, he became a Super Bowl MVP. He became the sixth wide receiver to win the award, half of whom are Steelers. Who were the other two Steelers to win the MVP? Heinz As Ward. Yes. Heinz Ward. And I'm going to go with the great Louis Lips. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – um, why am I why am I blank? It's not John Stallworth. It's, I, I, it's one – it's, it's I know who it is. I'm, I'm literally blanking on his name right now. The pride it's of USC. Number, he was the AD at USC. Number 88. Oh my god! Why? I, why am I not thinking? Lin Swan. Sorry. Lin Swan. Yep. I knew you get it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, ben threw for two fifty six in this game. You know, San Antonio had a huge game. Heath Miller assisting for five uh, five big catch for fifty seven yards. Heath Miller, the pride of Virginia. They're they're not booing. They're he. That's exactly. Uh, Kurt Warner exploded for three seventy seven and three scores. Uh, Fitz caught two of those, hauling in seven balls for uh, 127. Anquan Bolden, like you said, did his part, uh, eight for 84. And Whippio and Michigan great Steve Breston catching six for 71. That's such a random, like, appearance from Steve Breston in the Super Bowl. I mean, we've yeah. seen it, and there's I'm sure there are going to be plenty of more guys that we're going to, you know, that we'll think about that remember being having – it's like Vrabel catching the touchdowns. Like, Steve Breston just comes out of nowhere. You, you're Steve Smith – Steve Smith, not Steve Smith Sr., the other Steve Smith making a big catch. Like, it's just one of those things. That, yeah. It's always going to happen in the Super Bowl. It's always going to happen in the big games like the World Series. Randy Arozarena hitting nine home runs in the postseason this year in baseball. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Big guy step up. Who uh, I mean, who was it? Aaron Boone had you know a massive postseason that one year. I know he was solid, but uh, he, he just went crazy that one year. And uh, who was the one for the – um, the Cardinals that went nuts. Oh, David Freeze. I mean, for Pirate David Freeze. Yeah, I was going to say David Exxon for a second, but he was for the Diamondbacks, and he didn't have. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Angels. We won't. I'm, I'm angels, with someone. Angels. I'm with someone Sorry. as an Angels fan. I want. We won't stand for Angels slander. I apologize with Troy Gloss and Scott Spezio. <clears throat> Actually, I take it back. You are. He did. Uh, Exxon did play for the Cardinals when they won the World Series in 2006. Mm. Okay. I said that. I, I I saw that in my mind, but yeah, he played with the Angels there. Uh, yeah, that was that 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 team with Troy Gloss, Spezio, and who was their manager? Mike Sosha. Uh, Sosha, yeah. Like, don't forget Garrett Anderson too, and K. Rod, uh, John Lackey. Yeah. There's a lot of guys on yeah. that team. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, uh, you're right. But uh, moving on to the 2009 season, Saints defeat my Colts uh, 31-17, earning their first Super Bowl win. Uh, both teams placed first in their respective conferences, marking it the first time in 16 years that both number one seeds reached Super Bowl. Down 10-6 at halftime. Uh, the Saints recovered an onside kick, which was a killer. Uh, took their first lead of the game on a Pierre Thomas 16-yard touchdown reception. Colts responded quick with a four-yard touchdown by Joseph Adai, regaining the lead. And then the Saints scored 18 unanswered points. Uh, this was capped off by a pick, 74-yard pick six by none other than. Uh, who are you? The who performed the halftime show. Who are you? Tracy Porter was the guy. Not the Super Bowl MVP, though. That belonged to. The greatest quarterback from the history of Purdue, Drew Brees. The same school that produced Len Dawson and there was another Super Bowl winning quarterback that went to Purdue and now I'm blanking on who it was. I'll think of it. I'll think of it eventually. 
and has to be the greatest quarterback under six foot tall as well. Uh, for now, yes, I think Russell Wilson's going to challenge him for that, maybe. Yeah, good point. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tracy Porter picked that off, high stepped his way in the end zone. I feel like he completely read the route from Reggie Wayne, that little in and in and out dig thing they did, and, and he just jumped it. He timed it so perfectly. As soon as he threw it, I knew it was picked, and uh, he high stepped. Yeah, you know, Drew Brees won MVP, like you said. Jeremy Shockey out of the U making a guest appearance in this Super Bowl, three for 13 in a score. Uh, but Peyton played great. Throwing for 333, but the pick six obviously ended any chances. D3 standout Pierre Garçon out of the University of Mount Union or, or, or Mount Union College. Not sure which way it is, uh, but yeah, D3 standout had five for 65 and a score. It was, so, it, what, remember, and that was Sean Payton at the height of his powers. This is Sean Payton before Sean McVay. Uh, Sean Payton, the third greatest quarterback ever from Eastern Illinois, behind only Jimmy Garoppolo and. Uh, Tony Romo. Tony, look at you, Tony Romo. I, I can't wait till I can't wait till Sunday. By the way, with the Super Bowl, and there's a big play coming, and Nance just goes, Tony. That's right. What What other team did Pierre Garcon play for besides the Colts? The uh, the Washington Football Team, and my San Francisco 49ers. And he was. Yeah, a, I was going to say, and they cut him there, because he wasn't any good. Thought there was a 13 there. He was fast, man. I actually saw him play. Uh, in college, uh, you know, a cousin of mine went to Mount Union, so we went out there to see him one time, and, and he was he was so, oh my god, you know, obviously at that level, but either way, he was just so unbelievably fast. So, uh, that was neat to see. Uh, all right, moving on to the 2010 season, the Packers defeat the Steelers 31-25 in this close but not so close game. Uh, and like most other Super Bowls, this game featured two title-rich franchises coming into the game. The Packers held the most NFL championships with 12 nine league championships and three Super Bowls, and our Steelers obviously had six Super Bowls. So the Packers became the first sixth seed in the NFC to compete in the Super Bowl. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, got, he had that feeling, baby. Black Eyed Peas performed his Super Bowl halftime show, but Aaron Rodgers, also the Super Bowl MVP Aaron Rodgers, height of his powers, taking over for Brett Favre, uh, James Jones, uh, who else? Jordy Nelson, uh, James Starks was his running back, the pride of – Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah. So uh, that's when the uh, that's Mike McCarthy uh, when people when Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers actually got along. The pride of Buffalo, along with the Jeanette Jayhawks great and your former classmate Devontae Shannon. And there's one other guy from Buffalo. Can you? And he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Uh I can't. I can't. Th- I know who you're talking about. I can't think of who it is. The great Khalil Mack. Khalil, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was a real good linebacker. I could, no idea. Waste time, but. Uh, yeah, Khalil Mack. So. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, Green Bay dominated most of the game, jumping out to a, 23, a 21-3 lead. Uh, we cut it to 21-10, and then ended up being uh, 28-25 midway through the fourth. Uh, Mike Wallace, name dropped there, part of the Young Money Steelers crew, caught a 25-yard touchdown reception uh, and a two-point conversion. Uh, the Packers answered with a field goal and prevented us from scoring on the final drive of the game. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was close in the box score, but not really close. The Packers team was special, man. Uh, who was the Packers' best defensive player? Do you know? Uh, I'm going to uh, – Clay Matthews, A.J. Hawk, or HaHa Clinton Dix. How are you forgetting arguably the greatest defensive player ever from uh, Charles Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, come on. Charles, I forgot Charles Woodson went to that. Yeah, Charles Woodson. Yeah, he, Charles, uh, Woodson was, Charles Woodson was great. Oh, my God, was he great for that team. 
he was just a great player. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, but but he was great, and that was was that the first that was the first Super Bowl he won, right? Yeah, he played in two. Well, he played the one with yeah. the, Ra- the Raiders where they got smoked, but yeah, he won that and Super he, Bowl and lost the Tuck Roll game. Should have went to another one, but uh, yeah, yeah, nonetheless, great player. Um, so yeah, like you mentioned, Rogers MVP uh, three for three or four and three touchdowns. Uh, who was the Steelers running back in this game? Oh, that'd be I retired way too early from Illinois. Rashard Mendenhall. That's right. Not from Mundhall, right. but Mendenhall, not Mundhall, Munden, Mendenhall. Yeah, confusing, confusing <laughs> stuff for Pittsburghers. Uh, no, no relation to Mike Uhall, but that's that's right, our good buddy Mike Uhall down there in Mundhall. All the the, the uh, Pittsburgh references, Yins and that. So, uh, but yeah, he, he ran for 63 in a score in this game. He was actually really good uh, shortly, you know, for the Steelers there, uh, along with some other, to give you a couple name drops here, along with such of uh, the likes of Amos Zeroway. You're going to go that go there. Uh, Famous Amos. I know we're forgetting another legendary Steelers running. Uh, Chris Fuma Matumalafala, he was there. Foo. And then, uh, right. then you got um, later in his career, why my blanket, there was another running back they had, uh, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley became a coach. Yep, that's right. So, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, Mike Wallace and Heinz Ward both played well, scoring touchdowns. But, yeah, you're right. The Packers did whatever they wanted offensively. Jordan Nelson lit us up. No matter what, it didn't matter. The zone blitz, Aaron Rodgers shredded it. He had an easy time. It looked like obviously it wasn't easy, but it looked like it. Jordy Nelson caught for nine, nine for 140 and a score. Greg Jennings scored twice, having 64 yards. James Jones chipped in 50 more, and uh, Aaron Rodgers really just shredded us, and they kind of uh, played some clock control at the end there, which it, we pulled close, but uh, Packers were in control of the game the entire time. The Packers, uh, again, Rodgers was special, and I'm, I'm glad he got that one Super Bowl because I, I mentioned to you guys before, in like 28 or 29 years of Hall of Fame-level quarterback play in Green Bay, they've been to three Super Bowls, and they won two of them. So Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have been to – Three Super Bowls in 29 years, and that's what they're 28 or 29 years. That's just re- remarkable uh, yeah. the level of success that they've had, but only to win three. It's like the same with the Colts with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and I guess Philip Rivers. To only beat it, go only go to three or two Super Bowls is just is unfortunate. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Wow, I forgot about him. What a promising young talent. But uh, before we jump off the Steelers, I do want to go back. Uh, the uh, Big Ben without winning MVP, like we had talked about, he's he has to be the only Super Bowl quarter winning quarterback to win multiple Super Bowls without winning at least one MVP. Has to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to look it up, but I, like the thing on top of my head, like like you know, quickly, Elway's won one. Um, I mean, Brady's won four. Uh, Eli's won. Um, yeah. Both. Uh, well, spoiler, I gave away for who next the Super Bowl they win. He won it again. Um, yeah, most of the guys have won multiple Super Bowls. I think they've won at least one MVP. Had had to Bart Starr, Bradshaw. Uh, Aikman, they've all won at least one of them. Montana. So, uh, yeah, Montana. Just uh, really interesting that Ben, which isn't really talked about, but Ben didn't win either. So, all right, uh, moving on to the 2011 season. The Giants defeated the Patriots 21-17 in the rematch. Uh, with everyone thinking this entire time this can't happen, there's no way it's going to happen twice, impossible. Giants jump out to a 9 nothing lead, so you're thinking, okay, yeah, maybe it's going to happen. Uh, but then, obviously, Patriots – quickly scored 17 unanswered points to take a 17 lead in the third quarter, which we all thought at that point the Patriots were going to blow them out. The Giants went, or become the first team in NFL history to win a Super Bowl in four straight decades. They went in the 80s, 90s, the 2000s, and the I guess the we call the, the 10s, the aughts, uh, which is a pretty cool stat if you think about it. 
uh, Bill Parcells, Tom Coughlin as the winning head coaches in those games. But this Super Bowl, uh, it's another Michigan guy. Mario Manningham is the hero. Um, <clears throat> like a prayer, he catches that pass on the sideline. Um, and as I mentioned, Madonna is a Super Bowl performer. Eli Manning, Super Bowl MVP. Mario Manningham, though, the real hero in this game for the Giants with the catches he made at the, late in the game. I just don't understand how the Patriots cannot beat Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin. It just, it, I don't understand it. You can beat the, you know, they can go on. Matt Castle can win 11 games, but they can't beat Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. And I believe this is the year the Giants went like nine and seven. They're the first. I think they're the only team in NFL history to win, uh, be nine and seven to win the Super Bowl. Also, so it just so many superlatives <laughs> that were going in the direction of the Patriots in this game, and then the Giants just beat them again. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, they chipped away at the Patriots' lead to cut it to 17-15. And then, uh, yeah, as you talk about that drive, Manningham, amazing catch between two defenders. Eli, pin, perfect, pitcher-perfect throw. Uh, but they capped it off with Ahmad Bradshaw's six-yard uh, game-winning touchdown with 50 second, 57 seconds left. Uh, it was a widely talked about thing. The Patriots completely let him score. They didn't play defense at all in the play uh, to try to conserve time, which actually proved to be a pretty smart move, uh, but it had never been seen in the Super Bowl, uh, never been seen or done uh, up to this point. So, uh, But, yeah, that Manningham catch was amazing, uh, just as good as the Tyree catch. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the Giants upset him again somehow, and Coughlin, you know, Coughlin does it. Um, like you said, Eli wins his second MVP, uh, throws for 296, and his biggest target of the game, Hakeem Nix, the pride of Petey Paw, mother, take your shirt off, twist around your head, spin around your head like a helicopter, North Carolina. Come on and raise up. That's right. Uh, Hakeem Nix, man, out of, out of North Carolina was amazing. His hands were, I think he had the biggest hands of any receiver ever to play the game. Uh, they were massive, but bigger than uh, Kawhi's. Well, sorry, that's different. Former Kawhi has big hands, and Fitzgerald yeah. has had great hands, but. Who was that? Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald had great hands. I don't know if his hands were as big as Hakeem Nicks, but when you talk about big hands, the other person I can think of is, is everyone always talks about big uh, Kawhi Leonard's hands are. Kawhi. The claw. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. No, Larry Fitzgerald's hands are better, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Hakeem Nicks, I remember, those things were just massive paws, like like Kawhi's. That's a great reference. So, uh, But, yeah, he caught 10 for 109. Uh, he had a big catch in that final drive. Uh, Victor Cruz doing a little salsa-ing, scored, uh, scored a touchdown in this game. Uh, Brady threw two touchdowns in the loss. One to the highly controversial Aaron Hernandez at this point, who was on the way to be potentially the best tight end of all time before that whole derailing of that craziness, which we can get into another time. Uh, and the other to Danny Woodhead, who was sneakily very good for the Patriots for a year or two there. Chad Ochocinco, officially Ochocinco, and by this point uh, made his way into the stat sheet with one for 21. Chad Ochocinco from Oregon State. And his high and his college teammate was TJ Hauschmazili. TJ, who's your mama? Lock it up, championship. Very good. Wow, we Hush. we got a lot of good references tonight. Hush Amanzada with that crazy, crazy hair. So, uh, yeah, they they had a third receiver who was really good for that team uh, too. Well, when they were all together on the Bengals, uh, another. Didn't they tragically die? Was it Chris Henry? Chris Henry, yeah, from West Virginia, Chris Henry. Yes, yes. I think he had tragically passed away. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think he fell out of like the bed of a pickup truck or something. Yeah. It was something yeah, really something, weird. Something crazy, I remember. But he was a great slot receiver for them, uh, so they were awesome. 
Uh, but yeah, the, the Giants do it again somehow and uh, really halt that dynasty for a little bit. Uh, the Patriots should have won both of those games and kept rolling, but uh, Giants really halted that for a little bit. So, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, 2012 season, the Ravens defeated your 49ers 34-31 in a very, very strange game, uh, handing the 49ers their first loss in Super Bowl history uh, for the first time in Super Bowl history. The game featured two brothers coaching against each other, Jim and John. John, uh, you know, as we know, pride of Michigan Jim, uh, head coaches of the Niners and Ravens, and respectively naming it the Harbaugh. Uh, the Ra- Ravens made their second Super Bowl appearance in 12 years, and Ray Lewis, the last remaining of the inaugural Ravens roster from 1996, played his last game before his retirement. Yeah, this Super Bowl sucked. Um, let's just be honest, though. As a Niner fan, it didn't. It was actually a pretty good game. Uh, the uh, the power outage uh, really sparked some interest. I got the Niners back in the game. Colin Kaepernick was awesome in this game. Uh, in just the whole, you know, the whole time he was the quarterback for the 49ers for those few years, he was great. Um, I'll just never forget the uh, Jim Harbaugh being crazy in love with uh, throwing the fade route to Crabtree in the end zone. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. You have Frank Gore, but you're going to, you know, keep throwing the, fra- you know, the fade in the end zone. But uh, they did it, and they ended up losing the game. And They, they, uh, they were f- – they were flashing back to Crabtree at Texas Tech days. With Graham Harrell. Um, but that's a great pull by me. I'm just going to tap myself on the back for that one. Uh, but, yeah, that and, and Mike Leach being the head coach of Texas Tech then. Uh, the, but Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP, he becomes officially becomes elite as uh, the Baltimore Ravens go 2-0 in the Super Bowl. They're the only 2-0 team to play in two Super Bowls and never lose, if you're wondering. Uh, so Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco. Flacco then becomes the highest-paid quarterback in the history of the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. That was the biggest contract signed at that point. Uh, and then, but the, the Ravens' defense was was really good, um, and then the Niners' defense was good too with Willis and Bowman and and all the guys they had. And but their offense, the, the fade route, the Crabtree—I'll just never forget that. And you know, I said crazy in love because Beyonce performed the halftime show. Um, maybe she's one. That's why the power went out. I don't know, but uh, that's Super Bowl. I'll just never forget because you know Harbaugh was great in San Francisco, but. I don't know, man. Uh, when's he going to beat Ohio State is what I want to know. That's all I need to know. When's Harbaugh going to beat Ohio State? You can sign up to every contract extension you want. He can't win the big game at Michigan. It, it feels like never. Uh, his off, his record is awful against Ohio State and Michigan State, Penn State. Uh, I, I don't understand. I love him, but I don't understand the extension at all from their standpoint. Uh, but but who knows? I guess just to keep it keep it going. Uh, at first, he made such a big splash that they were back on the national scene, and I guess they're better than they were because they were so mediocre there for a while in the you know two thousands uh, under but, under Rich Rod and Brady Hoke. Uh, yeah, some bad, some bad, bad hires there. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, the Ravens were leading late in this game, 49 ers drove down to the seven yard line just before the two minute warning, but turned it over on downs due to a controversial no call. Then uh, the Ravens took an intentional safety and uh, the final moments of the game to preserve the victory. Like I said, uh, Flacco won the MVP, 287 and three touchdowns, becoming the fourth quarterback in a row to name Super Bowl MVP. Anquan Bolden uh, back in the Super Bowl, making sure he won this time, catching six for 104 and a score. As you mentioned, Kaepernick played amazing, 302 yards, another 62 rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, the uh, father time, Frank Gore, ran for 110 and a score, and Vernon Davis and Michael Crabtree also eclipsed 100 yards uh, for the 49ers. So, fade right, route. Uh, I'll never get over it. <clears throat> I'll yeah, never get over I, fade I, route. I can tell you're salty about that, which is which is true. That's a high school 
route into college a little bit than not in the pros. It usually never works. It's a very it's it, you look at the stats for the pros. It's an extremely low percentage, uh, which is weird. It doesn't work ever. Um, but it just just really never works uh, unless you almost throw that back shoulder towards the front pylon. If you throw it back, you know, it almost just doesn't ever work. So, all right, uh, moving on 2013 season Seahawks stomp the Broncos 43 to eight and the largest margin of victory ever for an underdog. Uh, it was the first time the winning team scored over 40 points while holding their opponent to under 10. Uh, it was the first Super Bowl victory ever for the Seahawks and marked the third time that a number one seed from each conference met in the Super Bowl. Uh, the game also featured league's top offense versus top defense and also marked the first time, uh, sorry, the only time that two division rivals have ever met in the Super Bowl as the Seahawks and the Broncos were in the same division from 77 to 2001. So people don't know that. Uh, this game can be defined as ass kicking um, is what it was. Peyton Manning comes in the Super Bowl with 55 touchdown passes, the NFL record that he set with the Broncos with Demarius Thomas and uh, Wes Welker and other – Julius Thomas was his tight end. Uh, not Julius Page, the, the great three-point shooter from Pitt. Um, Julius Thomas. Wow. Julius Thomas, what a great reference. I forgot. He was amazing. Yeah, he was. And then he went and signed with the Jags, and his career became an abyss because he went to play for Jacksonville. But yeah. – uh, Manning locked out of heaven in this one because, uh, you know, they only scored eight points and uh, it wasn't a very good showing for Peyton. Uh, Bruno Mars performed the halftime show, uh, if you're wondering. Um, Shocker. Russell Wilson becomes the uh, the fifth. No, he was not. Malcolm Smith was the Super Bowl MVP in this game. I Another linebacker to win the uh, MVP in the Super Bowl. I just remember that, that Legion of Boom defense with um, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. Um, their, their defense was so good. And Pete Carroll, you know, yeah. right to his career after being a terrible head coach of the Jets and Pats. And then he goes, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to USC, turn them around, then we're going to get in trouble. But I'm going to bolt and go coach the Seahawks. And uh, he's yeah. been there since, and he's going to be a Hall of Fame head coach probably. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Bobby Wagner, Cliff Averill. Cliff Averill scored on safety 12 seconds into the game, which broke Devin Hester's record uh, 14 seconds into the game. Uh, to, to start the scoring. But, yeah, Seattle led 22-0 at halftime, built it up 36-0 uh, before uh, Denver's first and only score of the, of the third quarter. Uh, became the, the Seahawks became the first team in Super Bowl history to score on a safety, a kickoff return, and an interception. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and the Broncos were held to almost 30 points below their season average. Great, uh, great find there with Malcolm Smith. Uh, very tough one. Uh, you know, diamond in the rough there, MVP. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was the MVP, uh, returned one touchdown for an interception, recovered a fumble, and made nine tackles. Uh, Russell Wilson played well, throwing two t touchdowns. What former Florida standout had two big runs for 45 yards for the Seahawks? Uh, the guy that's career ended way too soon because of migraines. That'd be the great Percy Harvin. That's that's absolutely correct. Uh yeah, that's right. And one of my favorite players, man, he he was amazing at Florida. He was he just felt like he was so much faster than everyone in college at that point, which wasn't the case. But still, it, it seemed like a number one at Florida. Uh, he could just fly out there. So uh, Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse also caught scores for the Seahawks. Uh, your boy Demarius Thomas, like you mentioned, uh, holding 13 passes for 118 in a score. And Wes Welker reemerging in the Super Bowl uh, chipped in eight for 84. Who was the Broncos starting running back in this game? And no, Cody, it was not Willis McGahee, and it was not the great Mike Anderson. Who and was it, it? And it was not Terrell Davis, who went to the it same was. college as this running back, no Sean Moreno, and that's the University of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. 
No, Sean Moreno. That's correct. So, uh, yeah, I saw Willis McGahee and Mike Anderson. Uh, Mike Anderson, number 38 for them. Uh, he, he was solid for a while. What, so, what, what about Orlando? What about Orlando Gary? Uh, Orlando's Orlando Gary. I knew there was another one. I didn't look it up, but I knew there was another Ruben one. Ruben Drones. What, don't forget Ruben Drones. Yeah, yeah. He made a splash. I think he played for the Browns as well, too. Yes, so. he did. Yeah. yeah so, all right. Uh, moving on. 2014 season, uh, Patriots defeated the defending Super Bowl champion Seahawks in, in a wild game. Uh, 28-24 uh, to earn their, their fourth Super Bowl title in 10 years. Uh, with the loss, Seahawks became the fourth defending Super Bowl champions to lose in the following year's game, along with the 78 Cowboys, 83 uh, Redskins at the time, Washington football team now, of course, and the 97 Packers with our boy Brett Favre. Uh, for the second straight season, uh, the number one seeds from both conferences met in the Super Bowl. This game um, will always be remembered for the – Hey, Pete, why don't you run the ball with Marshawn Lynch? And uh, instead of that, he wanted to hear Russell Wilson uh, Russell Wilson roar, um, and but it didn't work out. Malcolm Butler picks it off. Uh, roar being a reference to Katy Perry performing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady wins his, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this would have been Brady's uh, the fourth, third Super Bowl MVP award uh, as they win this game. Um it would have been Russell Wilson probably if they would have ran the football from the one Darren Bevel. Uh, I just don't un- will never understand that. Uh, it was a great play by Malcolm S- Malcolm Butler, not Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Butler to pick it off, but uh, it, it just I don't I'll never understand why they didn't run the ball there. Um, wasn't there like a no name receiver in this Super Bowl too that kind of came out of nowhere? Like wasn't it like Chris Matthews or something? I'm pretty sure he's out of the yeah. league in like three years after that, but. There were some like obscure references to like no name guys. That's what Seattle usually did. They find these receivers, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, this guy's gonna be pretty." Like Jermaine Curse wasn't that great of a player. Chris Matthews, you're right. Hey, unbelievable. Four for one and nine in score. Who the hell is Chris Matthews? Yeah, uh, what's he doing now? I couldn't tell you what he's doing now. He, I'm sure he's not bagging groceries like Kurt Warner did, but I'm sure he's not. He's not playing football anymore because he's out of the league a couple years later. If I'm not, if I my memory yeah. serves right, but I, if I had to guess. Chris Matthews and Noshaw Moreno are coaching a flag football team somewhere in America. Oh man! Well, Noshaw Moreno was supposed to be the next big thing, just like, uh, no. just like uh, Nick Chubb and and uh, who's the running back played it there with Ch- uh, Sony Michelle. And no. there's another running back that uh, DeAndre Swift from the uh, Lions played at Georgia also. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously no disrespect to Chris Matthews or Moreno. Both played in the Super Bowl, both made the NFL, so clearly doing way better than we are. Uh, but, yeah, a, a very short-lived career. Chris Matthews, I, I did not remember, which is very rare that I don't at least recognize the name. Uh, yeah, the, the teams are tied 14-14 at halftime. Uh, Seahawks built a 10-point lead in the third quarter, and the Patriots rallied uh, to take a 24, 28-24 lead with 2-2 left in the game. Seattle threatened to score in the final minutes, driving the ball to the one-yard line. As you mentioned, awful, awful play calling. Didn't give the ball uh, to the beast. Uh, Marshawn Lynch and decided to throw it with Malcolm Butler's pick. Who made the circus catch to set up that scoring chance, though? Was it a Jermaine Curse? It was Jermaine Curse, correct. Number 15, bouncing around, bouncing around, uh, and pulls it in, uh, which was crazy because he kind of just chucked it up there to him. So, uh, like you said, Brady won the MVP, uh, 37 completions on 50 attempts, 328, four touchdowns. Four different Patriots caught touchdowns in this game. Can you name them? Gronk. Yes. Amendola. Yep. Edelman. Yep. I think it's too early for James White. Yeah, it wasn't Aaron Hernandez. And, and no, it was not Antonio Brown. <laughs> uh, was it Chad Ochocinco? 
it was not uh, close. Same type of time frame for them. Uh, but uh, Brandon LaFell hauled in the fourth score for them. So Former Panther Brandon uh, LaFell. Don't you forget that's, that. That's correct. Yep. Uh, Marshawn Lynch ran for 102 yards and a score uh, for the Seahawks. Uh, and like we said, their leading receiver was uh, was Chris Matthews. So uh, Seahawks should have won, should have had back-to-back titles, and uh, forever will go down in NFL lore as just a crazy, crazy call. I think it was first down, too. And, and you have the best, most physical running back in the league. You don't even give them one chance. So uh, I think that was the beginning and the end for Marshawn Lynch there, uh, even though he played a little bit longer. But uh, it was just always a sour taste. Not no uh, no pun intended with the with the skittles and uh, things he eats before the games, uh, but uh, yeah, it's just a sour taste in his mouth. So, so, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on to 2015 season, uh, Broncos defeat the Panthers 24-10 defensive battle. As this was the 50th Super Bowl game, uh, league emphasized the golden anniversary themes with initiative throughout the season. Uh, the Broncos defeated the defending Super Bowl champion Patriots 28. 28- 20 to 18 in a thrilling AFC championship game to advance here. Uh, the Broncos took an early lead in the Super Bowl and uh, never really looked back. Uh, they recorded seven sacks and forced four turnovers. Uh, Carolina likewise kept pace, uh, recording five sacks and forcing two turnovers. Uh, but it, it really was the Broncos game the entire time. All I can remember from this game is Cam Newton storming out of his press conference, essentially crying and uh, just, just going crazy uh, like a, you know, uh, just terrible sportsmanship, uh, which which made me dislike them even more because I believe they were 15-1 and one going into the playoffs, ran through the playoffs, killed someone I saw by like 30 in the NFC Championship. Uh, but, uh, you know, Broncos dominated them with their amazing defense because Peyton didn't do too much. And you mentioned defense. Von Miller, the Super Bowl MVP in this game. The Broncos uh, the Broncos got the Super Bowl because Brock Osweiler did all the heavy lifting while Peyton Manning had, had, was in a shell of himself and had to carry himself up and down the field. I kid because Peyton Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he just wasn't good. In this Super Bowl, uh, the adventure of a lifetime was coming to an end for Peyton Manning. Uh, shout out Coldplay, who performed at the halftime show at Levi Stadium right down the street from me. Uh, I just remember from this game, yes, Cam Newton storming out. Uh, two, I don't remember who the hell any of his receivers were. What, I think Philly Brown was one of them, if I'm mistaken. Uh, and then that's really about it. I don't, I don't know anyone else. Steve Smith, maybe? Was he still there? I, I don't know. That was like later in his career. Uh, I, just, I-, I just remember – the Broncos defense being all over. I mean, it was a boring Super Bowl. I'm sorry. It really was. Yeah. yeah Philly Brown, Corey Brown, somebody, uh, they had, uh, yeah, that's who it was. His nickname was Philly Brown, Philly Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Brown, I think Ohio state guy. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They had Greg Olson obviously played there for a hundred years. Uh, was, it was great. I love Greg Olson. He just, yeah. He, he just retired there. this year. Yeah. Uh, Funches, I believe they had Michigan and, guy. Uh, of course yeah. you remember. So, yeah. Right. So, uh, but yeah, this is the final game of Peyton's career. Uh, his arm looked awful that year. He just did what he had to, which is crazy because the year he throws 55 touchdowns, he doesn't win. And this year, which he couldn't even throw the ball, he couldn't even throw it 55 yards without a pass rush. He couldn't even throw it 15 yards accurately. Um, and, and he rides off in the sunset winning the final game. Only threw for 141 in this game, no scores and a pick. Uh, but CJ Anderson highlighted the Broncos with 90 yards and a score. And obviously, their defense just shut down uh, Cam Newton. He didn't do anything in this game. So uh, Broncos dominated and, and I get the Super Bowl championship. So uh, moving on to the 2016 season, uh, Patriots defeat the Falcons 34, 28 featuring the largest comeback and biggest meltdown in Super Bowl history. Uh, Patriots overcame a 28 to three deficit. As everybody remembers, uh, the game was also the first and to date the only Super Bowl decided in overtime. 
Hey, the, the Falcons had a really good poker face going at first, uh, put up that big lead, and then uh, it all came crumbling down because, you know, Tom Brady was born this way to win the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to gonna have to reference uh, great Lady Gaga once again as she performed the Super Bowl halftime show. But uh, this uh, this Super Bowl was awesome to see Brady come back from that deficit. Uh, Julian Edelman was awesome in the Super Bowl. Uh, I just remember, you know, thinking to myself, there's like, Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Brady won another MVP. So this was his fourth and final MVP that he's won. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he's in one. He's playing in a Super Bowl this weekend that I pr- projected the Buccaneers to win. Um, but yeah, this guy. I just remember the Falcons collapsing. Kyle Shanahan going, "Hey, I'm going to be the new coach of the 49ers," and then he blows that big lead. And I'm like, "Oh, so you're going to be the new coach of the 49ers, huh? Can't even keep a lead against the uh, the Patriots when you're up by 25. You're running the ball. You're not running the ball when you should be, and you're you know taking sacks when you shouldn't." Uh, Matt Ryan was the MVP that year in the regular season. He ranked like 26 in pass attempts, which is just ridiculous. That he was MVP, that's how good he was and that offense was. Um, but, you know, the greatest comeback ever in the, in the, in the history of the Super Bowl. And uh, it was done by Brady and Belichick, of course. Uh, yeah, like you said, they're taking sacks and field goal range, taking holding calls when they shouldn't, incomplete passes when they should be running. Uh, j- just terrible clock management down the stretch. Uh, more than 30 team and individual Super Bowl records were broken in this or matched, including uh, James White, 14 receptions and 20 points scored Super Bowl record. Brady set records of 43 completed passes, 62 pass attempts, and 466 yards uh, were also all records at the time. So like you said, it is a record setting fourth MVP was the oldest player to receive the honor at 39. Uh, Amendola caught for eight for 78 with a score while Edelman chipped in five for 57 or five for 87, excuse me. And the miraculous diving catch late in the fourth quarter where it got tipped around and he essentially pulled it off the ground. That was an amazing catch. So uh, Julio Jones caught for 87 yards, the pride of. Just kidding. Alabama. Roll Tide. That's right. And uh, Devontae uh, Freeman ran for 75 more. So, uh, yeah, just the epic collapse. Uh, the Falcons offense was so good. They should have won this game. No excuse. Um but uh, it, you know Brady just never never quit, and uh, they they everything that went wrong that needed to go wrong for the Falcons went wrong, uh, and opened the door for the Bra- uh, Brady and the Patriots to to have a comeback win. So, uh, moving on to the following season, 2017 season, Eagles defeat the defending champion as we talked about Patriots, uh, 41 to 33 to win the first Super Bowl and their first NFL title since 1960. Backup Nicholas Foles was the shining star. Tom Brady wanted to cry me a river after they lost this game, but uh, Nick Foles in the Philly special as Justin Timberlake performs the halftime show. If I'm not mistaken, I think JT did this with, with Prince as a projector on the screen because the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, which is really cool. But uh, I remember what I remember from this game, Nick Foles catching the touchdown pass from Trey Burton, the tight end, uh, as he goes on to win the Super Bowl MVP because Carson Wentz got hurt earlier in the season when he was got, probably going to be the NFL MVP. Uh, he had like 30, 33 touchdowns and like seven picks, or I think that's what his numbers were. And he got hurt against the Rams in LA at, at, at the uh, the Coliseum in LA. And then Foles comes in, uh, BD uh, BDN. I won't say what it means, but big something Nick uh, wins the game for him. Uh, Doug Peterson, former backup to Donovan McNabb, wins the Super Bowl as the uh, the Eagles get to their third Super Bowl and they finally win with Nick Foles, not Donovan McNabb, not Ron Jaworski. 
Yeah, that's right. Big dog, Nick, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, there were several records set during the Super Bowl, uh, including most yards gained by uh, teams combined, 1,151, fewest punts by both teams, only one, and most points scored by a losing team, uh, 33. Uh, Brady had a failed Hail Mary at the end of the game. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, Foles won MVP, threw him for 373 and three touchdowns, uh, interception, and also caught the touchdown from uh, Trey Burton, you know, which will go down forever in NFL history. Uh, Philly special, as you said. Uh, Brady threw, which broke his, broke his own record, Brady threw for 505 and three scores, 505 yards in a Super Bowl. That's insane. Uh, Gronk, nine for 116. Amendola, eight for 152. Chris Hogan with the showing, uh, six for 128. LeGarrette Blunt ran for 90 yards, the pride of Oregon. After he, but, he, but he punched the guy in the face to play for Boise State. I'll never forget that. Punched, yeah, face or throat, something, whatever. But, yeah, he played one game, dominated, was suspended, I think, the rest of the year. He might have played one or two more at the end uh, and then went on to the NFL. So, uh, Corey Clement uh, chipped in for the Eagles. Huge game. From, Wisconsin, back, but had, from Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. Uh, had four for uh, 100 receiving. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, great game. But like you said, uh, you know, the Eagles were able to do something to the Patriots that seemingly had never been done. Uh, Patriot, uh, the Eagles scored at will pretty much. So did the Patriots. But the Eagles just always had the upper hand, uh, never looked back. Nick Foles was calm, cool, and collected, calling his own number on the Philly special uh, and, and deserved every part of that MVP. Uh, what an underdog story taking over for um, Wentz at some point late in the regular season there uh, and just, just riding that momentum. Underdog in every single game. You know, thinking, oh, they can't win, they can't win, uh, and they go on and win it all against, uh, you know, the legendary Brady-Belichick combo. So, all right, uh, a couple more here to finish this up. Moving on to the 2018 season, which might have been the most boring Super Bowl of all time, which I think it's a guarantee we can stamp that. Uh, Patriots defeat the Rams 13-3. Uh, Patriots' victory was their sixth, tying the Steelers for most Super Bowl championships. Uh, the Rams finished 13-3 and under record. Uh, finished with a 13-3 record under 33-year-old head coach Sean McVay, one of our favorites, uh, and Jared Goff, obviously no longer there, and advanced to their fourth Super Bowl overall. This marked the 14th meeting in a major sports championship between the Los Angeles and greater Boston areas. Yeah, you know, when I think of those two teams, I think of Bruins-Kings when I think of those infamous battles, you know. Ducks, uh, Ducks-Bruins, uh, God, I'm kidding. It's Lakers-Celtics, it's Lakers, Lakers and it's not even close. Because uh, the Dodgers and Red Sox are in their face off in a World Series. And it won't for a while because the Dodgers are going to be building for years and the Red Sox have no idea what they're doing right now, with what direction they want to go. But to this game, the most boring Super Bowl I've ever watched in my entire life, I remember the halftime show was Maroon 5 because I was performing it in my living room. That's how boring the Super Bowl was. The, uh, the Rams had no moves like Jagger, I'll tell you that. Jared Goff uh, couldn't do anything. Sean McVay was out coached. This is the year that Sean McVay was bursting on the scene and everyone was like, oh, my God, you know, we need to hire the next Sean McVay. 12th president of the United States, Zachary Taylor, goes to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's still there right now. A lot of his assistants, you know, people are looking for a guy like McVay because him and guys like Kyle Shanahan are they're offensive geniuses. But uh, you went up against the greatest head coach of all time in Bill Belichick, and um, he put young McVay in his place. They scored three points. Uh, Jared Goff got traded recently because, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, apparently his work ethic wasn't good, and, and McVay and him didn't get along. But anyway, it's not the point. The point is – you want to be against Belichick, and he schemed you the right way, and that's what he does best is he schemes. Julian Edelman's the Super Bowl MVP, not Tom Brady. And uh, and then the Patriots haven't reached the Super Bowl since. Uh, yep, you're right. Uh, Edelman was huge, caught 10 for 141, Super Bowl MVP. 
Uh, it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl in uh, history, eclipsing the previous record of 14-7. to uh, It also marked the first time in Super Bowl history that there were no touchdowns scored by either team in the first three quarters. Uh, Patriots, uh, you know, obviously take a fourth-quarter lead, score 10 unanswered points, uh, and as their lone touchdown, uh, tied them with the New York Jets in Super Bowl III uh, for the fewest touchdowns by a winning Super Bowl. Who was the New York Jets quarterback in Super Bowl three? And no, it was not, unfortunately, the legendary Chad Pennington. Uh, I thought I was I was going to go Vinny Testaverde. I figured he was old enough. Um, Vince Vincent from uh, wasn't Vinny from the U? The U. I think he was. Yeah, uh, it was uh, the greatest quarterback ever from Beaver Falls. Um, the quarterback that played at Alabama with the great Kenny the Snake Stabler. That'd be the great. I want to kiss you. Joe Namath. Uh, yeah, I want to kiss you. Guarantee a victory uh, in that game. I was just looking at that the other day. Actually, they beat the Baltimore Colts. Uh, I remember I saw it the other day. So, uh, yeah, uh, Sony Michelle quietly ran for 94 yards and a score. Uh, and Brandon Cooks, uh, nice showing, uh, caught eight balls for a buck 20. So, all right, uh, moving on to the uh, final game we have for tonight for the podcast. Uh, 2019 season, the Chiefs last year defeated your, I'm sorry, defeated your Niners again. Uh, 31 to 20 in the beginning of the Mahomes era, which is crazy. They were down by 10 in the fourth and win by 11. Uh, but with this win, the, uh, the Chiefs become the first team in NFL history to come back from 10 points or more, which is not a good stat, but still also a good stat at the same time. Uh, 10 or more deficit in all three playoff games in the same season. Yeah, if only Jimmy Garoppolo could, you know, hit a wide open, you know, uh, Emmanuel Sanders and not overthrow him by about 85 yards. Uh, the 49ers would be celebrating their sixth Super Bowl championship. But nope, 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 nope. They lost. Um, Garoppolo was, you know, that's all we talk about here now. That I hear about talking about is they're going to replace Garoppolo's quarterback because they, they want they want Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or, I don't know, draft uh, Zach Wilson from DYU or something. But that they, they uh, the Chiefs, Andy Reid has got his guy. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to – I mean, he's a superstar already. What is he, 25? Um, they're pro- they're going they're in the Super Bowl that's coming up in a couple days here. Uh, I still think the Bucks are going to win that Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Tom Brady is probably going to win his last Super Bowl and maybe right off into the sunset. But, yeah, this 49er game, with the, their de- the way their defense played with Nick Bosa as a rookie, um, Richard Sherman, the, the, you know, um, Fred Warner – the guys that had on defense, they had a good defense, and and the Chiefs just, you know, they were able to, to 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 scheme around them, and and Patrick Mahomes did what he does all the time, that with Hill and Travis Kelsey and the weapons he has. Then Damian Williams had like a hundred yards rushing. Not Clyde Edwards-Helaire, he wasn't there yet. Not uh, Priest Holmes. It was uh, Damian Williams that was the big star in this game. But yeah, the you know Andy Reid showed Kyle Shanahan why he's the probably still the best offensive play caller in the league. Uh. Yep, oh, and, right. sorry, and, and MVP, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yep, yep, you're right. Uh, Mahomes, obviously, you know, MVP there. Uh, 26 completions, 286 yards, two huge touchdowns, uh, as well as rushing for 29 yards and a score. Uh, Raheem Mostert scored a touchdown uh, to give them a 20-10 to 10 lead late, uh, heading into the fourth quarter. And, however, over the final 6-13 of the game, uh, Chiefs scored two touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes throwing it to Kelsey and Damian Williams take a lead just before the two-minute warning. Uh, Chiefs stopped the 49ers on defense, and then a late touchdown by Damian Williams, as well as a Kendall Fuller interception uh, sealed the victory. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Damian Williams ran for 104. Uh, Tyreek Hill caught nine for 105. And Sammy Watkins with the big showing, uh, five for 98. So uh, beginning of the Mahomes dynasty. 
Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is definitely waiting for tonight as the uh, – Shakira and J-Lo performed the halftime show last year. So if you remember Shakira doing the, the tongue roll thing that became a big gif on the internet, um, that's what happened. So this is World coming up, the weekend performing. Tom Brady will be the MVP. The Bucks will win. Um, and that's, that's, my, that's my prediction. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, awesome, uh, awesome coverage, man, uh, of all these Super Bowls. Uh, th- thank you for that. Uh, I do have one quick question here. Uh, which which of the following four uh, <laughs> press conferences were your favorite of all time? Here we go. You play to win the game. Playoffs, they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. I want winners. I want people who want to win. I'd rather play with, I'd rather play with 10 guys and get penalized all the way then play with that one. That that was a great Mike Singletary. The uh, the uh, um, the playoffs. That's the great Jim Mora. The um, they are who we thought they were. Is the late Deddy Green and the uh-huh. hello. You play to win the game. That's the head coach of Arizona State, Herm Edwards. I think my favorite though by far is Mike Singletary. It's not even close. That's right. I I, I like all four of them. Uh, equally as well, and uh, you know they're they're just great. They're, they're so funny to look back. And that whole Coors Light, uh, you know, and then the Coors Light took the the commercials and went all kinds of crazy ways with that. They had uh, Parcells and some of them too. Uh, this Coors Light was on fire for a couple years there with commercials. Uh, side note: to go to college, I love the Mike Leach press conference too. Uh, come with me, I'm a man. No, I'm forty. That was Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy, I'm sorry, yes. Mike, Mike Gundy with the ball. Mike, Mike, Leach has, Mike Leach will have like a nine-minute long interview, and he'll just keep talking about literally nothing. Uh, I do, I, I, yeah. Let, let, I, I, but, yeah. I, got, I, I apologize. I, got, Not Mike, Mike, I like Mike Leach as well. Mike Gundy, yes, I'm sorry. With the, with the mullet, Mike Gundy. Uh, or Oregon State, correct? Uh, Oklahoma State. He was at Oklahoma State. Okay. Yeah. Oklahoma I, I got State. I got something for you. Let me know if you, let me know if you could, you could Le- do this. Leach was at Washington State, right? Yeah, and he was Texas Tech, and now he's at Mississippi State, I think. So, all right. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, I got something for you. Here you go. No. You know what? I, I, th- this is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with 10 people <laughs> and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Apparently, the rumor was he did that press conference with his pants off too. <laughs> uh, what is that? He correct me if I'm wrong. He was talking about Vernon Davis, right? Yep. And then Vernon ended up having a huge turnaround in his career. Yeah, yeah. He went to the Redskins after that, right? Or Redskins at the time, Washington yeah. football team. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah, I love it, man. They, those are all great, but I want winners. Uh, yeah, Denny Green, they blew the lead to uh, – who did they blow the lead to? It, wasn't the the Bear- it was the Bears. The Bears, Devin Hester, right? Yeah, here, I got one more for this. Let's see if we can get it quickly. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? 
Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. <laughs> That's right. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, man. Mike Gundy with his mall up there. Cra- Oklahoma State, yes. Uh, crazy. Uh, just uh, wow. some classic stuff right there. But uh, some good commercials. And, yeah, I'm going to have to look up. Some of those Peyton commercials for, uh, what was it, our MasterCard yeah. were amazing. Cut that meat. Cut that meat. And then when they're filling up the gas tank, and it's full. Say it with me. Say it with me. Here we go. Let's go, insurance and justice. Let's go. Grill. Let's go, insurance and justice. Let's Eighty dollars. Cut that meat. Sandwich. Cut that meat. Six dollars. Cut that meat. Gas. And it's full. Twenty dollars. You're my favorite accountant, Tommy. Please, Johnny. Please, you're my fantasy team. You're my favorite worker. Fans. Yes. Woo. Priceless. Yes. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Never going to wash his hand right here. Look at that. That's the the best at the end. Never washing his hand right here. See that? The, I, I gotta. You're my favorite accountant. I can't. I can't. I remember which. I can't remember which one it was, but there's a Manning one in the hotel in like San Diego, and he goes, "You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, suck yeah. today, Manning, or something." Because I am. Extra hotel night in New England. You're going down, Manning. That's right, I am. Free. Four floor. Get a massage today. <laughs> I'm excited. Extra night in Cleveland. Don't choke on it. Free. Good call. I'll just cut it up, and put it into a fruit salad or something. Thanks. Extra night in San Diego. Morning. Take a hike. Free. You know, I'm going to do that. Getting world-class rewards no matter who you are. Whether you're sweet. Priceless. Nice. Get a World MasterCard. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to do that, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, all right, man. Well, good stuff. Thanks again. Uh, great coverage. Obviously, next couple of days here, we'll, we'll uh, cover the actual Super Bowl coming up here and, and get our picks in. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, just uh, remember, I'm going to I'm gonna go head down to the fourth floor, get a massage. I am going down. <laughs> that's right. All right, man, good stuff. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, man.